Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, and welcome back to episode 23, the one where we were made for this. How are you? Hi, I'm good. You know, I just listened to episode two again, which was the one where we were seasonal single moms or like them, not making fun of them or anything, actually sending mad respect to single mothers, but we were so happy and cheery on that episode. (laughs) Yeah. And even though that was one of our most controversial ones, it's been our most listened to. Isn't that how it works? Your most controversial posts and ones that like actually push the envelope are the ones that get the most attention, good or bad. Yeah. And it was actually still one of my favorites too. So. Yep. I listened to it it while I was mowing yesterday and I was like, Whitney and I barely knew each other. And we were just like, you could tell we were still learning about each other's operations and it was just a really good episode. So if you're here and you haven't listened to episode two, pause this one, go back, listen to episode two through 22 (laughs) and then come back and listen to this one. Skip number one. (laughs) Yeah. Just start it too. Oh, want to do a review? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Today's review is from our friend, Crystal. She goes by Crystal Cattle on social media. Love hearing from other farm wives. Love the perspective these two ladies give. As a fellow farm wife, it is so important to stay positive and maintain perspective. How true that is. Yeah. She wrote that review back in maybe August or September, and it is like very important today, like maintaining perspective, end goals, light at the end of the tunnel. Like we need that. Yeah, we do. So what's your recap? You guys started planting. We did start planting last week. Um, it was in the eighties and then now it's in the forties, but we are still planting. We had basically had a five day cold snap, but I, um, we planted soybeans last week, which is traditionally not how we do things. Normally you plant corn first and then soybeans, but really our soybeans, early soybeans have been producing better yields than in the same light our early corn. Does that make sense? Like obviously the yields aren't comparable, but right. in the bean and corn but you're just switching themselves. things up a little. Yeah. And so we've planted um, a few hundred acres of soybeans. We switched one planter over. We planted corn this week and we kind of were like, eh, it's kind of snow in the forecast. What do we do? But I don't think any of that corn seeds coming out of the ground and our ground temps are in the fifties. So um, we'll see. It's either the best decision we've ever made and we'll be, you know, really on the right track or it will be one of those things where we're like, well, crap. Yeah. And we'll be replanting. But I do actually, I mean, I have full faith that it's going to all come up and we're not going to have any major issues. So what else? It's cold. I mowed yesterday in a coat and sweatshirt and three pairs of pants and socks and boots. I mowed yesterday too. And it actually got pretty warm here. It wasn't supposed to, and I had to take my coat off. So that's a plus. That is a plus. Um, We're gearing up to plant as well. They got our big planters ready to go. Well, actually, a guy had to come weld on it yesterday just to get like some little spots beefed up. And then they brought the little planter in the shop yesterday. They're going to work on it. They're getting all their GPS stuff, all their screens ready. 
but I think we're ready to go whenever we get rid of this cold weather. Don't we do that? Like Jordan and them, we had tons of time. It felt like to get ready. I mean, we always have other things going on on the farm. Like the, the hog buildings always require, you know, maintenance. They're 25 years old. Like they always need things fixed right now. We're changing out all the flooring and um, getting new gating. And so there's always stuff to do, but then we, we always have a couple employees. Like I said, Hey Jordan, like, are you guys getting the field stuff ready? Yep. We are, we are. And I swear to you, then all of a sudden it's time to go. And it's like, crap, we don't have this ready. We still have to order this part, even though they were actively working on it the whole time. Like you think you're ready. And then all of a sudden you're not. Yeah, that is kind of like having a kid. It is, which we've been, they've been putting down dry fertilizer and still doing all that stuff at the same time. So kind of just last minute things are getting done now. Um, Oh, you planted trees. Oh yeah. We got 160. Actually the, the guy that works for us, his dad went and got him and he's like, I actually think I miscounted and you might've got 175. So we don't really know how many trees we planted, but there was a lot, but we got them from the County conservation district. I don't know if everywhere has that, but they're really nice trees. I wondered if it was like an equip or if there was some kind of like, because you know, you planting trees, sometimes there's money for that to be like a park cost or something mm-hmm. because everybody wants more trees planted. Right. And we did do that last year. It was a windbreak renovation. We did it at our house, our homestead, and they paid half or something, but the place we got the trees from were really, really bad. And we paid quite a bit for them. So we redid all of that, which is kind of pathetic because we just planted those last things. Yeah, but these were $5 trees and I'm talking like three foot healthy trees. They looked really yeah. good. That's so cheap. Like I, we bought five yeah. trees last year and these are, aren't like pine trees or whatever, wintergreen. I don't know. I'm horrible. I'm like not good at things like this, but we planted five just normal trees, like a medium growth, you know, and I bet they were like almost $200 a tree and they were five foot tall, but right. still. But they're like whips, aren't they? Like not a bushy tree, you know, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. right. They're going to grow and like grow like leaves on the top. Right. Like, oaks, like an elm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, those do get expensive, but those take forever to grow. Okay. Before we hop into this episode, I also want to say one thing that I am eternally grateful for during this COVID-19 outbreak. I am thankful that our Dairy Queen is still up and running and that I was able to, for $31, give my entire farm crew a burger and fries and the kids and I chicken strips and fries. That you didn't have to work for. I drove in, I ordered it, I paid for it, I sanitized my credit card, and I took the food to the field. Yes, isn't that nice? So we have... We have a place called Aaron's here. It's called the Tavern and it's Mm -hmm. shut down because it's non-essential. So she's been doing food truck. Oh, cool. And like you just order it and then they will bring it out to you or you can run up and get it. So Tammy and I, my sister-in-law, we just, we don't want to take our kids to town. So my niece babysits, we went and did all of our grocery shopping, hit up the liquor store because duh. Yeah. (laughs) And we got food truck and it was so good. I think it was just because somebody else made it for me. Well, and it's like you, you take for granted that you just could go like we would eat Dairy Queen once every like 10 days and whether it be breakfast or grab a lunch on the way through town. Yes. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to eat all my French fries. Like I ate my entire meal. <laughs> Savor I don't every even, bite. I don't even care how many calories it was. Like I ate every single 
piece of it because I was like, yes, I'm not going to get this again for you know a week or two just because it doesn't make sense to order it. At, but we'll probably get Dairy Queen once a week now for sure. Right. Oh, I know. It's. I was just thinking about. I have a post that I'm going to do on Instagram for uh-huh. my grocery shopping. I was just really happy that everything on my list I could get in our town. Yes, it was a little bit more expensive, but that's all I could think of is that we're just really mm-hmm. lucky that we can still get food supply. Like there's some places that can't or that like their grocery stores are empty and that's, you know, they're like trying to get it in there, but they can't. Well, and I'm going to like venture off on a tangent. My post today on Instagram and on my blog is about pork production. And really in this last week, pork producers are really seeing a crippling effect on the packing plants. And so I talk about the necessity of the entire food supply chain from the farmer, the people who make the feed, the veterinarian, all the way to the truck drivers who haul it to the processing plant, to every single packer in that plant, to then how it gets to the shelves. And, and right now there's not a lack of meat in America by any means. And your meat comes from America, like your pork on your shelf. It comes from my farm. It comes from your local neighbors that have hogs. But then the issue is that when you set that one packing plant down, like the South Dakota plant processes 19,000 pigs a day. And we shut that Smithfield? down. Field? It's the Smithfield plant in uh, South Dakota, which basically it says South Dakota. It's basically right on the Iowa, Minnesota line. Like it's right in that like tri, well, Nebraska too, be in that quad area. Um, so when you shut something like that down, you take 19,000 pig, pigs out of production um, for 14 days, all of a sudden it just, it has a rippling effect across the entire board. Uh, prices go plummeting because now you have a surplus of pigs that need to be slaughtered. Um, so then what do they do for those 14 days? Are they just feeding them there? Well, the other Smithfield plants currently are trying to pick up some of that production, but so we're talking that one plant is nine. 19,000. And, and I don't, I think it was 19,000 a day. It might've been 19,000 a week. So don't quote me on that, but it's a lot of pigs. The other four plants collectively only do 44,000. So that's like the biggest. And it's going to try to, the other four plants are going to try to absorb some of that. They won't be able to. So if you have four loads of pigs this week as a producer, you're only maybe going to get one or two. So then those other two days, those two loads of pigs have to be put on a holding diet. So they don't continue to just grow. Um, because we do produce such a lean meat these days. Um, I don't, it's, it's, a, it's so complex. Um, I'm really lucky right now that um, our plant is doing up and running. And I think we just have to continue to fight these as it goes. But there does need to be immediate action financially because um, I read a headline yesterday that said the pork industry right now looks to lose $5 billion. And I know everyone's hurting. Like dairy, beef is just getting the oh, smack down. Really all meat industry right now. But one thing to reassure, you know, people who are listening is that the meat is not, not there. And it's, it's not, just, not safe. It's still safe. It's still safe. It's still, it's still in America. It's still out there. It's just, how do we get it slaughtered in a timely fashion safely for the employees and get it on the shelves? And I think that that's all still very unknown and it's also being worked through, but Um, I do think that there is a little bit of like mercy for agriculture because we do have to have it. So um, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. The same thing's happening with beef cattle. So around here, the big packing plants, they're getting hit with COVID. And so then, so then they didn't shut down. It's just that workers aren't going because they're scared they're going to contract it. So then, yeah, same thing like beef are just having to sit out 
in those alleyways and they're I think they're even just you know mass feeding them out there until they can get them slaughtered which is so sad because I think uh, this is gonna be we have a responsibility as a farmer just as a, a nurse and a doctor has a responsibility to serve America we have a responsibility in that packing plant we have a responsibility in the food supply chain to feed America right I believe it I understand I'm lucky that we get to be you know, secluded here in this, our little corner of Missouri, but in the same breath, that entire food supply chain, we need to be thankful. We need to be as safe as we possibly can, but we have to continue production. We have to. Right. It's going to be, I mean, a huge economic fallout if we don't. I think that uh, nurses, doctors, they took that oath and they also have to do the best that they can. And I think most nurses, doctors, you know, radiologists, janitors, all those people who work in the hospital feel that way. Um, it's all uncharted territory, but like, that's what we signed up for. We signed up to produce food. Yep. In the good times and in the bad. Um, what else? It's it's scary, but just, you know, just like we always talk, we're going to have to be resilient. Okay. But let's stop talking about that or we're going to have right. days. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. And I wasn't trying to be preachy either. I just, that's how feel like it sucks and it's hard and that's just how I feel well it's a real life thing it, we're just gonna have to deal with it there's nothing else we can't unpack and be you know Sally sad faces all day we're just gonna right. have to push forward and deal with it farmer strong yep for real so we are entering seasonal single mom life again yeah I think we're already <laughs> we're definitely already there and the reason our title is we were made for this, um, we really weren't made for COVID-19, but we were made for being alone with our kids for long periods of time, I think, you know, I mean, we weren't yeah. made for it, but we, we've adapted to it. We're those, we're seasoned farm wives. And I think that this isn't hitting me as hard. One, because my kids aren't in school yet. They have no concept of what's going on. That's nice. That I'm thankful for that. And two, like, other than me missing some work and working from home and kind of taking the kids to work, um, like this is our normal. Jordan's not home. Right. And we're by ourselves. Right. I just told Bart yesterday, I'm like, I said something and he said, what's different about our life? I said, well, I just miss like being able to see our friends. Cause that is my one thing. Like when he's busy, I like to go to town and, and I don't do it a lot. It's just like once or like we talked about, go and get like lunch or something in town just to get away from the house or the library or anything like that. I just miss the simplicity of just being able to do that without worrying or being judged. Yeah. Freedom, that freedom of choice. I think so too. We, in episode two, we talk about like when you're by yourself, go with your friends. Don't turn down an invite to a barbecue. And I'm literally mowing last night, like almost with tears in my eyes, like, well, life has changed a bit, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here we are now. Yeah. That's all I miss. But otherwise, no, our life has not changed. Like we're still, I think farmers were made for social distancing. Like we have the occasional seed salesman bring seed by, or last night we had a John Deere salesman here. I mean, it just like little stuff like that. Like we're still seeing other people, but not in mass quantities like yeah. one person well and we are still seeing people too we have seven employees including like jerry and janet 
we have a little bit more than that, but so we have to also take into consideration what they're doing on their free time and their families, where they're going and where they're working. And so right. we may have a touch more exposure, but not a lot. Um, we definitely were made for social distancing. I think where I'm running into like mental clutter is the markets and watching the news. And when people say things like, I read a headline yesterday, which I shouldn't even tell you. Um, it was like, we could be social distancing until 2022. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Kylie, you're not supposed to limit your news. I did. Like <laughs> yesterday was a bad day for me. Yesterday I was in here on the computer doing work and like Facebook was on and I looked at my news headlines on my phone. And finally I said, that is enough. Like this is the exact place you were in two weeks ago. Cut it out. I'm, I don't want to be ignorant, but I don't want to be overboarded by information either. Um, my in-laws were talking the other day about something with the news and I'm like, huh, I haven't watched for two weeks. I did not know that was happening. And it wasn't even like COVID-19 related. I was like, maybe I should. So then yesterday, of course, I turned it on and they extended our stay at home order in Kansas. Well, but it's not, it's like May 3rd, right? Ours yeah. is April 3rd. I mean, you had to expect that was coming. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm still not uh, going to watch the news. I'm s- um, yeah, it, I think the hard part for me is not as much, like you said, the social distancing as it is just like the economy and like, where's our business going to go ag, you see all your friends hurting, even on good social media. And it's, everybody's got their own battle they're fighting right now. And it mm-hmm. just, and so planting season actually for me is like an outlet. Like I'm happy we're in the field. I know a lot of people have snow, so they're not in the field. Like that sucks too. seeing your friends on, you know, social media or even talking to them and they're up and running. That's hard. Yeah. It sucks in some sort of way for everyone. What else? So what is, what's our jobs during planting? I think everybody knows us well enough now that mm-hmm. <laughs> we're the, we're the go-getters. We do whatever we need to. Yeah, we really do. Um, Jordan took the kids for like 30 minutes last night. It was supposed to be an hour. It was 35 minutes and 42 seconds. Oh, <laughs> he sprayed it out of spray and they come in the door and I was like oh you guys yeah, are back already <laughs> Jordan's like yeah sorry and I'm like no don't be sorry I'm really grateful for that 35 minutes but I was like oh it was so fast <laughs> that was <laughs> the fastest 30 minutes ever yeah but yeah he's like you might have to go pick up Dean to do this and that and and that's fine. Like we just do what we have to do. And I brought, brought food to the field. We don't normally feed our guys, but sometimes, especially in times like this, like any picnic. Nice. Yep. And it's nice to not have to eat a sandwich for them. That's what yesterday I made the guys lunch and they just got away from a sandwich for the day. Yep. I do like a good cold cut sandwich though. I do too. I could eat a bologna. Well, I shouldn't say that because during harvest I get really tired of them, but I love I bologna. Love bologna. Oh my God, me too. No cheese though. Just straight bologna, two pieces of bread. That's it. No mayonnaise? No. Ew. I hate mayonnaise. Oh, I hate mayonnaise. I like Miracle Whip. I don't like any, any of it. I think it stinks. I hate it when I get it on my finger, when I'm putting on Jordan's. I have to wash my hands. I hate it. I don't <laughs> like mustard either. I, my nephew uses ranch on his sandwiches instead of Miracle Whip. Yeah. I don't mind ranch, but I wouldn't want it on my sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys know us. It's the normal office work, meals, parts running as we need to, uh, you know, it'll be interesting this year with just a little more restrictions. Like our dealership at John Deere is closed. Those are walk into. 
but you can like call and get a part and they'll set it outside or come put it in your car, or whatever. There's still people there. Um, hog work never ends. I pray that it never ends. I pray that that all goes back in stuff and we don't have any super issues. Right. And then you got to do everything else. Manage the yard kids. work is starting. Oh, yep. That's my third mow. And I'm gonna have to mow it again at the beginning of next week. But other than that, we're doing good. Yeah. I don't really have any complaints. Like I'm actually thankful for planting. I'm always thankful for planting season. I'm very thankful for busy season this year. Well, it's the beginning of our, it's the beginning of the rest of our year. It's what we do to make it at the end of the year. And it, it's a bright spot. It is. Yeah. It is. We need bright spots. We do. And I just have to say this, that I saw someone, actually, I didn't see someone, someone kind of like messaged me yesterday and it was very odd because I don't know, I would never message anyone this. So if you're listening woman, it's okay that you messaged me, but she said something like, um, isn't it hard for you to always try to stay positive? Like you never feel your feelings and then you're going to hit a wall one day and and you're going to like mentally crumble. And I'm like, actually, no, like me staying overly positive and trying to be grateful keeps me from drowning. I feel like. Yeah. You know, I think that too, I wondered, cause I was reading and I'm like, it says something about feeling your feelings and understanding it's okay to cry. And I was like, wow, I just do not cry that much. Like that's just not in my personality. And I will yeah, cry I could... when I do. It's not pr- like it's ugly. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that everyone's just made differently. And I, I have people message me that say that I'm a positive light in their day. And you know what? That's, that's good with me. Because mm-hmm. I've been the negative person and the person down in the dumps all the time. And I don't like her. Like, I don't want to go back to her. No. Oh, my gosh. Like, when I, like, yesterday, I was just like, I'm having a really bad day. And I literally was around my kids all day. Like, they were being so good. And I was still having a bad day. I'm not going to live like that. And it's okay for that to happen. Like I've had that too. My Monday was terrible and really nothing happened. Just like you said, like my kids were being okay. It was just a bad day. It's okay to have a bad day. It's not a bad life. Right. And it's okay. I think to like comparing and contrasting people, like, you know, if you're on social media, like I feel like we're all at home right now and we're spending more time on social media and like, we say this every single time I feel like on the episodes, but like, don't compare yourselves to other moms, especially right now. Like whatever you're doing to get by with your kids at home. Um, my life is very much the same. We don't have school. We never did have school. I'm not concerned about the kids academic, you know, well-being. Future. Yeah. So I can't, I can't relate to that as much as like you or even kids, people with older kids. I, I wasn't meant to be a, freshman history teacher. Actually I was, I went to school for that. I wasn't meant to be a history of freshman math teacher. Let me rephrase. So I get where you guys are having so much. And then you see all these people who are like, I cleaned my pantry out and I did this and I cleaned my whole house. And then I worked out and then I took a nap because I have all the free time in the world. Um, life's not like that for everybody. Remember no. social media is a highlight reel. Oh yes. And there's nothing worse than comparing right now. No. Because well, everyone's dealing with this in their own, very own way. And you don't have anybody really to vent to in person. And so you're just bottling all of that up and, and feeling like you're not enough and are not adequate as a parent or a teacher or anything like that. And we don't have to be everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. So in true 
us fashion, you can feel the feelings, but don't unpack and live there. You're going to be miserable. You're going to do it to yourself. Been there, done that. And I'm fine with feeling feelings, but I just want to be happy and positive. And yeah, I still have shitty days, but I get out of them faster because I am grateful and positive. Yep. There is, I don't know. I just feel like optimism is such a much better place to live in than pessimism. But I also am fortunate because Jordan is an optimistic person as well. Like for the most part. Right. So is Bart, which is very helpful. So we are, we are just kind of jabbering now. Should we end it? Yeah, let's end it. But first, Whitney is putting together like a farm wife cookbook. Want to do a little really excited about this because I have been in a cooking slump. I also tried to make bread the other day and it didn't work at all. I wondered, I hadn't asked you about it yet. Like the crust was hard as cement. So then once I finally chiseled through that, the bread was good, but I'm not going to cut it. I needed like a, you know, like a punch and a hammer. (laughs) After I got through that, the bread was good. So I'm going to have to Google as to why my crust was like cement. Yeah. Maybe like over needed or something like that. Who knows? So then I felt dumb because someone said, oh, bread machines are fail, fail proof. And I'm like, yeah, no, I failed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that 1%. Yeah. I am that 0.5 person. Yeah. So we're doing a recipe book. I actually found a website where we can, or I can enter all of the recipes and then it actually makes a bound like coil bound book and everyone can just get on order it themselves. And oh, it, good idea. I think if we did 50 pages, it was like $6, which is super oh. cheap. Yeah. And 50 pages is easy. I mean, that's a hundred recipes. So if you have any, um, I mean, shoot Whitney a message, sorry, you're going to be bombarded now Mm -hmm. with messages, but like, if you want to be a part of it, we're welcome. We, she's asked a few that we are really close to in the community in the Instagram community. But, um, if you have something that's like your tried and true family recipe, definitely shoot it one of our ways and we'll, we'll get it too. Yeah. And I'm trying to weed through now the emails because there's been several chocolate chip cookie ones. And so I'm gonna have to like tell people I need something different. Right. I want to do, I should do pork, right? The Grateful yeah, Farm. I really want you to do your pasta salad. Actually, I know maybe I'll do two. Okay. Yeah. Cause your pasta salad is bomb. It's the best. It is. Um, also one more thing. We are also doing a pre-order for tumblers, 30 ounce tumblers and the white yeah. there's white and teal. The white is freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It feels cool too, but like I ordered a white one for myself. I agree. And there is a link and I'm going to put the link in my bio today. Whitney has a link in hers and you guys just do a Google forms and then we'll send you a um, invoice and we're not making money off of these. No, we're just like, we're charging cost plus we're going to charge to ship, which is pretty fair. I think. Yep. That's it. Two, two housekeeping items. Yeah. Clean it up. (laughs) Clean it up. Okay. Um, okay. You want to end it? Yep. When you can't control what's happening, challenge yourself to control the way you are responding to what's happening. There is power there. Isn't that good? That is. Good. I have no idea who wrote that. I found it online. I wish I wrote that. Hey, have a fabulous have a week. If you're starting planting, best of luck to you. Best of luck wherever you're at. Also, sorry, this is late and we'll talk to you guys again in about a week and a half. It'll probably be late too, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. See you guys later. Yeah.
We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.